Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. sister friend welcome back to the garden of favor today we're tackling a topic that i let you all of you who are in the garden of favor bloom society facebook community i let you vote and i said what topic would you like me to do for the next podcast and so here it is the number one request was how to hear from god what an awesome question and what an ongoing lifelong journey of learning to hear from God, sometimes often referred to as the still small voice. And sometimes the thing that we can find ourselves in seasons of feeling that God is silent. And I've heard the quote that says that the teacher is always silent during the test, but I don't know. I'm not quite so sure that I believe that God is ever silent because I have found that he is always speaking. I just wasn't listening or I wasn't aware because perhaps I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that or maybe I was waiting on an answer on something else. So I do think that there are times we may ask God questions and he's not going to answer that question yet. But if you are waiting on an answer from God, can I please encourage you with one of my favorite sayings is that delayed is not denied. Just because God hasn't answered your question about something that you are asking him about does not mean that one, he does not have an answer. And it does not mean that he is necessarily even being silent during a test. I think it means that you're not ready to receive the answer. And maybe there's something else that he wants to share with you before he answers you that. Because the Lord does say, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. But what I have found that a relationship with the Lord is a lot like, um, what's the word? Like there's, there's just, there's layers to it, right? And so if you are waiting on hearing from the Lord about something specific, I want to encourage you to keep leaning in, keep listening, keep talking with him. Because the truth is relationship with God is a two-way street. And I think sometimes we only want to talk when we have a specific question and we lose out on so much more because we are not prepared for more conversations with him because we're only, we're kind of laser focused on this one thing. And I think the best way to explain this is what the Lord walked me through when I was asking him, like literally I've shared with you a lot that I was begging him, begging him for the answer. God, please. When I lost 
my eight-figure business that I, I wrapped my entire identity in, my entire, everything was wrapped around this business, right? And when I lost it, I was like, whoa, who am I? And what am I supposed to be doing? And I would go on these walks just crying out to the Lord and just begging him to tell me what my purpose was. What is my purpose? And he very politely um, asked me a couple, a very simple, simple but profound question. It was, am I enough? Am I enough? I'm like, what do you mean? Are you enough? Until it hit me, is God enough? Am I seeking the giver more than I'm seeking the gifts? Or am I seeking the gifts more than I'm seeking the giver? All that to say, I don't really know exactly what, um, sparked this question from you all from the community, but I wanted to really share with you the basic way to hear from God. Some of the most basic, some of the most common, and some of the reasons perhaps um, that you're overcomplicating it. And so a relationship with God is a two-way street. You know, it's, it's, a, it's just like any other relationship. So I just posed this question to you. What are some, some ways that you connect with other people in your life that you care about? What are some ways that you connect with other people? Maybe you send them a text message and say, hello, checking in, thinking about you, praying about you, something along those lines, right? Maybe you reach out and say, hey, let's have coffee or let's have lunch or, hey, I miss you. I'd love to hang out. You want to go shopping? Do you want to watch a movie? Um, perhaps in the dating world, right? I, I think of this a lot that I'm like, well, when I first met George, I couldn't get enough. I wanted to know more about this mysterious, tall, dark, and handsome man. I wanted to talk to him all the time. I would send him little notes throughout the day through via text. We lived actually across the, the country. He lived in Texas. I lived in Arizona at the time when we had met. Um, when we met in New Jersey face to face, but then we parted ways and went back home and uh, we had a long distance relationship for five, for five months, five of the longest months of my life. I'm like, Oh, I want to be with this man in, in real life. I want to go to dinner with him. I want to go on dates with him. I want to hold his hand. I want to talk with him face to face, eye to eye. I want to, I want to, I want to see him. I want to really encourage you to think about your relationship with the Lord is really not different than your relationships here on earth. As far as one, it's a two-way street. And then two, the Lord wants to connect with you too. The Lord wants you to fall in love with him. And so again, back to some of those basic ways of how do you connect with people that you love here on earth or that you, you value, that you admire, that you respect, that you want to learn from or that you want to uh, share, the, share, share real intimate uh, experiences with, like whatever it is, God is really no different. And so if you took the Rooted and Ready workshop, you got a better understanding of who God is. Well, God is a trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I think of God, obviously, as the Father, my Father. And so there's an intimate relationship there that you can really press into. Um, and thinking about the dynamics of a daughter and a father, right? And then we've got Jesus, Jesus who died for our sins. And so you can think of throughout scripture, it gives a lot of different character and um, nature type qualities to, the, to Jesus, but he's a brother, he's a friend, and he is our, he's our husband, we are the bride of Christ. And so if you think about that in that context, think about, hmm, 
what are some of the ways in my earthly relationships that I connect with my friends, that I connect with my family, like a brother or a sister, and or that I connect with my husband? Interesting, huh? And then Holy Spirit. Wow, it's so fun. I'm, I'm actually on a study right now learning more about Holy Spirit because I don't think it's a topic we talk about enough. And I think um, it's almost, it's it can be maybe a little taboo in some churches, but wow, Holy Spirit was sent here. Jesus said he had to go back to heaven so that he could send the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit could come and Holy Spirit is a gift for us. He is actually who lives in us in our in our temple inside of our hearts right he is who who guides us he's a comforter there's some amazing um adjectives that describe holy spirit as a comforter as a guide he is like a he's like the finger of god oh goodness it's really fun and we can do a whole podcast about that but i want you to think about who are some people who guide you in your life or who comfort you in her, your life or um, who are your advocate? Um, I, there's scripture that says that the Holy Spirit is our advocate. Um, love that. Think of somebody in your life who has played that role in your life as an advocate. And what are some ways you spend time with those people? I really want you to think about perhaps you're overcomplicating your relationship with God. And here's the reality is that we tend to compartmentalize God. Like it's this being or this thing that, and, and depending on how you were raised or how your relationship with the Lord is now, I know for me, I was a Sunday Christian. I was going to try to hear from God from a pastor on a Sunday. I almost felt like there was this disconnect between me and God. And so whether that was me not being holy enough or good enough to hear from God, that couldn't be anything further from the truth of what God says about it. Jesus came so that we don't have to go through what they did in the Old Testament, going through the tabernacle and going from the outer courts to the inner courts to the holy of holies. Um, we don't have to do that anymore because that's why Jesus came. That is why the... Um, that's why the, um, oh, my brain is like, I'm thinking that not the temple was shredded, uh, but the the veil, that's what it says in the scripture, it says the veil was torn, right? The veil was that piece of material that was between the rooms in the, in the tabernacle, right? Between the inner courts, right? And then that, and I'm messing this up a little bit, but from the holy of holies. Well, that veil was torn when Jesus died for us so that we could have direct access to God. So how do you hear from God? Well, it's a two-way street. He wants to spend time with you just like you would spend time with um, somebody who you're dating and falling in love with. And actually, I was thinking about this the other day about my relationship with George. So I tend to have these like three-year burnouts on pretty much a lot of things. I think the Lord's hopefully breaking me of that. But in relationships, I was that way all growing up. And then in jobs, I was that way. But George, we just celebrated our eighth year anniversary. We've been together almost 10 years. And I think often I'm like, man, I don't know how. I haven't gotten sick of him. Like he is my best friend and I want to do everything with him. Like he is my best friend. And I was in the shower when we were approaching our anniversary. This was a, a month or ago because it was in March. And I was just, I was just thinking, I do a lot of thinking and talking to God in the shower and, and just all the things. I have the best ideas in there. And um, I just felt like, you know, I was like, oh, I was like, well, yeah, duh. Like when I fell in love with him, I stopped looking anywhere else. And I felt like in my spirit, 
the Holy Spirit, like, whispered to me, that's the same with me. Like, when you fell in love with Jesus, when you fell in love with God, you stopped looking everywhere else to be filled, to find your purpose, to find your value, to find your, to find love anywhere else. As truth be told, through my 20s, I looked for love in a lot of wrong places. I looked for my value in a lot of wrong places until I fell in love with God and this, you might, they're like, what does that have to do with hearing from God, Heather? But, but it does. It does. Because it's a relationship. It's not a set of rules. You have to do this. You need to do that. You should do this. You must do that. That's religion speaking. If you think you have to do certain things. And I want to encourage you with this, the, the idea of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. So you know the story of Jesus as he was born, um, came to earth in the form of a, a, of a man, right? He was born as a baby. And I think of Mary and she didn't have to do anything. She wasn't doing anything spiritual or holy or, I mean, I don't know. Scripture doesn't say like she was reading the Torah and God came to her, you know, the Holy Spirit came to her and said, you will, you, you were going to birth Jesus. Um, no, she wasn't doing anything holy. So how did she hear from God? She was just being. She was doing. I don't know what she was doing. I could find that scripture and read that, but it was nothing like holy. Joseph was woken out of his sleep. He was woken up and told, hey, Mary, she's going to birth this baby and he is going to be the Messiah. Joseph wasn't doing anything holy. He was sleeping. And the shepherds who saw the star they weren't doing anything holy. They were tending to their sheep. They were doing. So I want you to know that you can hear from God while you're doing the dishes. You can hear from God while you are listening to music. You could hear from God in complete silence. I know that one of the first times that I heard from the Holy Spirit, like in my spirit, I don't know, that's a kind of, it's a kind of a hard thing to explain because I've heard people say before, like, oh, I heard from God. I'm like, really? Like, did you hear a voice or no? And so it's not that, but it's something in, I don't know, the best way to describe it. It's like in your spirit, like there's something deep inside of you. And I, like, as close to audible as I can hear without it literally being audible was I heard that will be you. And I was sitting in a conference a leadership conference um, for a business that I used to be part of and I was watching the speaker and I, I just I heard in my spirit that will be you and I was so overcome by emotions I started sobbing in this um, in this conference this leadership conference people are laughing people are cheering people are like all oh, you know and here I am sobbing I wasn't doing anything holy I wasn't reading my Bible I wasn't praying I wasn't even asking so I hope that encourages you that you don't have to be doing any one thing to hear from God. God wants to encounter you every day of your life. And typically, who are the people that you share things with? Well, they're the people that you trust. They're the people that you have built a bond with. They're the people who you like, who you feel like you know. I think our relationship with God is very similar. Can he trust you with what he wants to share with you? And are you giving him time to build a bond, to grow a relationship? Jesus is all about relationship. He's not about religion. In fact, religion is exactly what killed him. 
It's exactly what took him to the cross and got him crucified because there were these rulers that were saying that he was blasphemous toward God and that he was saying that he was the Messiah. Well, he was the Messiah, but because he didn't fit in their box, in their religious box, he was killed. And so I, I want to encourage you, and I also want to give you very practical t- tips and steps to, he, to, to create intimacy with the Lord, to create and build your relationship with him, and to really hear from him. But I don't want you to, the last thing I want you to do is look at it like it's a checklist and like it's something that you like have to do. My heart of hearts is to open your heart and your mind. You don't have to do any of this. You get to talk with the Lord. You get to communicate with the creator of the universe. You, I hope you want and you desire to spend time with the Lord, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. Like all in one, like Trinity, I know this is like such a complex thing and I don't think we'll all understand it until we get to heaven completely, but um, the Trinity, the three in one, he's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And I do, I I talk to those different entities a little bit different because he serves as a father, as king of kings, you know, brother, all of that. And we kind of talked about that a little bit. We walk a lot through this in Bloom Academy and really dig into, okay, who is God and the different parts of, of what the Trinity serves. But all of that to say, You can encounter God and hear from him. You don't have to be doing something holy to do that. But with that being said, in order to grow trust, just like any other relationship here on earth, like a dating relationship, God wants to date you. Jesus is actually your husband. Bam, I was like, that would change my life. I had a coach pour into me and she was really helping me see that Jesus is a husband. That literally has rocked my world, changed my life. So I hope that, if nothing, you get nothing from this today. I hope that you really look at Jesus as your husband, especially if you're having any marital issues or if you um, are are struggling with connecting to Jesus in, in a certain way. Um, anyways, all of that to say, there's these are some practical tips of how God will speak to you, how you can hear from him. So, number one, and this is the most common, thinking back to what are some ways you connect with other people. Have you ever written a note or a card or a love letter to somebody? Well, guess what? God wrote us a love letter. It's called the Bible. Sister friend, literally, the Bible is not a um. It's not meant to confuse you and to frustrate you like it did me. But let me just tell you, it is what the enemy wants. The enemy wants us to think that reading the Bible is hard. He wants us not to carve out the time. He wants our kids to wake up in the morning before we get up. He wants to make it frustrating for us because he does not want us knowing what is in that love letter. That love letter is where we find all of our hope, all of our joy, all of our peace, it's what builds our faith. We can see who who God is and what he did for his people, what he did for his children all along. And then we can see how that correlates to now, today. The Bible is a love letter from God and that is the number one most common way you are going to hear from God. It's the number one way. And so then of course, 
if you're like me and you struggled reading it your whole life and you're like, well, that's dif- that's disappointing because I've tried and it just doesn't make sense. And where do I start? And, you know, what, how do I, what version should I read? And how much time should I spend? And how many verses should I read a day? And I just want to encourage you. God is not looking for you to do it any one way. He just wants you to do it and he will guide you. That is what the Holy Spirit is here on earth and everywhere to do is to be your guide. The word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. It is essential to walking the walk. It's essential to doing life with the Lord. The Bible is a love letter and it is the number one way that the Lord will speak to you and it's referred to as being alive and active and I didn't really know what that meant I just heard that my whole life until I would read scripture one time and it would and I felt the Holy Spirit was sharing something specific with me and giving me deeper and fresh revelation on it and then I'd read that verse again you know whatever whether it was a few months later or a year later and it was speaking to me so I never read the entire Bible until 2018. Imagine that, 2018, it's the same year that I lost what felt like everything. And hallelujah, praise the Lord, that I looked for my fulfillment in the Lord. I could have looked a lot of other places, but thank you, Jesus, for just really igniting that hunger igniting that spark and so anything that's empty inside of you whether it's a relationship or finances or health or something I don't know like if you have a broken empty piece in your heart I pray that you fill it with the Lord he is the only one that's going to satisfy and in 2018 I started reading the Bible not with the intention of reading the whole thing but because I didn't know where else to turn and all I knew that that God could heal my broken heart And God would supply all of my needs. And so out of my brokenness, I opened my Bible and the Lord started speaking to me. And I couldn't get enough. And I haven't put it down since then. And I'm going to be honest, there are times that I open it and I don't really feel like I've gotten like crazy revelation, crazy like awesome message. But I go back the next day. And I trust that he's going to reveal to me whatever I need. And I'm no longer in a rush like it's a checklist and like, and I have to, and I'm a good girl. I have to be a good girl and read it. No, I get to. I get to open a love letter every day from the love of my life. My earthly love, right, is George. And I often refer to him as my soulmate and the love of my life. But really, truly, Jesus is my, my forever soulmate. And God is, like, he is, he has my heart. But before 2018, I think he had pieces of my heart, for sure. I grew up, I gave my life to the Lord at a very young age. I rededicated my life to the Lord over the years as I have been a prodigal daughter and gone away and tried to, you know, fill my cup with a lot of other things other than the Lord. But um, you get to read the Bible, And my heart of heart, sister friend, is to show you and walk alongside you to not look at it like this confusing, complex thing, um, but to crave it. Confused to craving. If you haven't done my free three-day flourish workshop, I encourage you to do that. There's three modules in there. One is how to pray. Another is how to hear God's voice. And another is how to read your Bible. 
I know I overcomplicated it. God's not looking for you to do it any specific one way. He just wants you. He wants to know that you're willing to carve out time to spend time with him. Not, not just to get something from him, but, but just to be with him. The people that we love in our lives, we honestly don't even care what we do with them. We just want to be with them. That's how I am with George. I don't care what I get to do with him. I mean, yeah, there's certain things that are fun, but I just want to be with him. Whether it's eating uh, fast food, Chick-fil-A, or it's eating at a fine dining restaurant, or it's just sitting on the couch doing nothing. I just want to spend time with him. That's how God is. So number one, the Bible. Number two, others, which is why it's so important that your circle, it is so important that your circle is pouring good stuff into you and the things that you listen to, whether it's on a podcast or music or a movie, um, who is your circle of influence? It's really important that you're listening to the right others. Because God will use other people to speak through us. And it's not that he only can use holy people. The Lord will use anyone and anything. He just needs a vessel. That's it. And God has spoken to me through people who aren't even believers by things that they have said. God speaks to me through my children. I mean, man, Holy Spirit is often giving me little, little taps on the shoulder like, mm-hmm, you too, girl. Yep, you too, as I am mothering my children. He's like, yeah, you do. Um, but it's really important why you are setting yourself up to listen to the right they, right? So, so many times people say, well, they, they said. And I'm like, who's they? Who's they? So God can speak through other people, whether it's a, a pastor or a teacher, a podcast like this. But I do want to encourage you with this too. Please listen to me. The Bible says that te to test everything by your spirit, you are and that's the Holy Spirit, you are supposed to test everything. Just because a pastor says something, uh, whether it's in a post on, on social media or from a pulpit, it does not necessarily mean that, that is truth. I have had to do some unlearning in my life from messages that I have heard from pastors over, over the course of my life. And it's not to say that God won't use, again, God will use anybody, but we are supposed to test it, and we're supposed to test it also by the word, which is if we're not in God's word, we won't know. And God doesn't expect us to know everything. That's why people would spend their entire lives learning from someone like Jesus, a rabbi. That's the rabbi was the expert in, in the Bible. And so it's okay to learn from the experts, but you are supposed to test everything and not just take it for truth just because somebody told you. That's for another episode. But that's also when my relationship grew with the Lord intimately, personal. I was like, wait a second. I'm not so sure that what I heard is correct because that's not what I feel like the Lord is revealing to me in my own personal, intimate time with him. So pastors, teachers, others, God will absolutely speak through them. But make sure you test it and say, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. Give me discernment. When I hear things, please help me. Give me, give me wisdom and discernment. Another way that God will speak to you and that you can hear from him is prayer. But I think oftentimes we think praying is talking to God, which is true. But prayer is simply a conversation with God. 
And prayer can also be you being silent and God speaking to you. One of the best ways I love to do that is through journaling. The most of the courses I have ever released, such as Bloom Academy, has been has been a product of my quiet time with the Lord and journaling, praying, talking with the Lord. Um, I can even think about I don't think I was like I wasn't asking for it it was just a divine what I refer to as a divine download from the Lord and it was for me journaling so journaling sometimes is a way that you can pray but you write it so whether it's you're an audible person um, or you know when we put things on paper it's a way that we can pray to the Lord too and talk with the Lord through our handwriting through what we actually take from our prefrontal cortex and we put it out on paper There's something really powerful in that. So I encourage you to journal prayers, journal a conversation with God. You know, just as maybe you were young and you had a diary, you can have a diary with the Lord. Like, how cool is that? But a lot of the times that the Lord has spoken to me has been through my journaling. And it's almost as if, if you can imagine this like supernaturally, it was almost as if I couldn't, like I wasn't even writing. It was like my hand could not stop writing. And before I knew it, I had six pages of notes. And then I was like, whoa, what was that? It was just flowing through me. It was like I was filled with the Holy Spirit and that he was working through me to get this out on paper. Hence Bloom Academy. That's why I can't even take credit for Bloom. It is not me. I did not create it. It is an experience with the Lord. And it really, once I look back on it, it's been my life over the last decade and things that he has been teaching me. But prayer can look a couple different ways. It can look like you're talking to God. It can look like you are being quiet. Um, Another thing I love to do is to turn on soaking music or instrumental music with no lyrics but it's music and I love to sit with the Lord every morning I turn on um there's I I've played the piano since I was four so I love piano music um sometimes I'll do strings but no lyrics because I can't like it's just too much for my brain to um to focus but journaling is another really really great way that I have been able to I'm doing like air quotes like hear from God Again, I want to remind you, you don't have to be doing something holy to hear from God, but if you can like add some miracle grow to it and, and grow your relationship with the Lord, just like you would want to grow any other relationship, I can't encourage you enough. Carve out intentional, quiet time with the Lord every single day. I used to have to do it because I thought I needed to do it to be a good girl. Now I can't get enough. So much that I'm willing to wake up between 5 and 6 a.m. before my kids and get enough time with the Lord. And another way that I love and often hear from the Lord, if you follow me on social, you'll probably know this won't really surprise you, but in nature. So everything in this world, God created. And everything was created for his glory. And so that's why scripture says something like, you know, if he closed the, the lilies of the valley, you know, or that he, the twir- the flowers that twirl and they don't, they don't worry or the sparrows, right? When we think of those songs too, that people have, some of those are my favorite recent songs, but he take nature is all throughout scripture, mountains, valleys, flowers, gardens, hello, the garden of favor. Like God has spoken to me. There are so many scriptures in the Bible all about gardens. 
I can't wait to share more of that stuff with you. But nature, God talks to us through nature. And one of my favorite ways to hear from God um, and to connect with the Lord through nature is going on walks. Going on walks. Literally yesterday, I was having a rough day and I couldn't pinpoint it. There was literally nothing wrong with my day, but something was wrong. Something was off. And I couldn't quite figure it out. And, and that was a specific day for me to, to really focus on my behind the scenes work for my business. And I could not for the life of me focus. And I felt in a funk. In fact, I wanted to record this podcast yesterday, but I didn't get to it because I wasn't feeling it. And I kept feeling like the Holy Spirit kept saying, just come spend time with me. Come spend time with me. And so I closed up. And we have a sitter on um, a few days a week and I still had a sitter for like 45 minutes left. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna use the last 45 minutes to go hang out with the Lord. And so I went on a walk, I turned on some worship music and I just cried out and prayed in the spirit and walked. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong, which you know what's wrong. And so I don't even know what to pray for, but I'm just gonna pray in the spirit. And um, I will just listen to music and whatever you have for me. And lo and behold, I was on my way back um, and I saw a feather. And God's been showing me feathers since 2020 of February. And I've been sharing them in my social stories literally for the last year. And someone just recently asked me in my messenger, they're like, hey, have you seen any feathers lately? And I haven't. Probably for the last, um, I don't know, I don't know, like month or so, I really haven't seen any feathers. I've seen a couple like little ones in our house, but nothing outside. And um, a feather was on the ground. And I, that brings me to Psalm 91.4. By the way, if you ever feel like the Lord is trying to say something to you, maybe it's through like a feather or a flower or an eagle or something in nature, I encourage you before you start like Googling all the things um, and there's some wacky stuff out there, right? Um, before you start trying to find the source from everywhere else, search Bible verses about whatever the topic is. So I always search, I searched when he's, I kept seeing feathers like early February of 2020 before the pandemic even happened. And I'm like, what is this? It kind of got weird. I'm like, I'm kind of weirded out here. And I looked it up. Okay, is there some, is there something that God's trying to tell me? I finally felt like, uh, I think he's trying to get my attention. And I looked it up and it was Psalm 91.4. That was the one that like, and it was talking about covering, the Lord covers us with his wings. And I sobbed like a baby when I realized that he was trying to show me at least for me, I felt he was trying to show me that he has me covered and I have nothing to worry about because then 2020 happened and I'm like, wow, I'm kind of scared. Like this all is wild between just the the virus in and of itself. It didn't, everyone had a lot of questions in the beginning, like what is this? And then between um, all the political stuff and the racist stuff and the, the riots and I was just, I was feeling really unsafe. And so the Lord continued through 2020 to show feathers literally like daily. So much now that a friend of mine sent me a necklace of a feather and my kids find feathers. You all send me pictures of feathers in your stories and let me know like, hey, I, God sent me a feather too. All that to say that the Lord wants to speak to you all the time. So I don't know that he's necessarily ever quiet. I think he just doesn't answer the questions that we ask him, perhaps not because he wants to be mean and he doesn't want to tell us, but because we're not ready. 
So before the Lord revealed to me my purpose and calling, he needed to know that he was enough. He needed to know that I wasn't just treating him like a sugar daddy, going for it to him just to get the thing. That my heart posture was different. Listen, the Lord doesn't care about the... Um, it's, he's not about your works and your effort and your, he is about your heart. And so I hope that encourages you today that one, the Lord wants to encounter you and wants to connect with you and communicate with you and talk with you. And he wants to have a relationship with you, not just on Sundays and not just in your five minutes, maybe perhaps in your quiet time when you're reading a devotional or whatever, um, whether that's five minutes or 50 minutes or um, God wants to encounter you and be with you and connect with you all day long. When you're washing the dishes, when you're in the shower, when you're going on a walk, when you are playing with your kids, when you are perhaps driving in the car, when you are cooking, when you are at work, when you are listening to a podcast. I don't know. God wants to talk with you and he wants you to hear his voice all the time. But because relationships are two-way streets, the question is, are you creating the space on a regular basis just like you would if you were falling in love with somebody here on earth and you wanted to spend the rest of your life with this person because fill in the blank, they, they make you feel all the things. Is your relationship with the Lord similar? Because God loves you. Jesus is like your husband and he wants you to fall in love with him. That kind of language kind of freaked me out a little bit like in my previous life. Um, it was just like, that's kind of weird. Until I really encountered the love of God. So, my friend, God loves you. He wants to connect with you. Spend time with him every day. He wants to show you how much he loves you. And you don't have to be doing something holy and religious and um, specific for that to happen. He can speak to you through so many different ways. Don't limit God by your earthly mind. Just open yourself up to him all day, every day. Because he wants to be in the details. Father, we thank you. Thank you for loving us so much that the veil was torn and that when Jesus paid the price, Lord, we don't have to go through the steps like they used to in the Old Testament. We don't have to earn the right to connect with you and to experience your presence and experience your love. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you for going back to heaven and to be seated at the right hand of God sitting on the throne so that Holy Spirit could come to do life with us, to be our comforter, to be our advocate, to be our guide. Holy Spirit, I pray that as you are in the presence of each and every ear listening to this, that you flood her from head to toe with your presence, with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Father, I pray that you have a love encounter with each ear that is listening to this and show them in the most amazing personal ways how much you love them, how much you see them. And that, Lord, I pray that any distractions that are in their life, 
any lies from the enemy, any anything that would be holding them back from being able to hear, see, smell, taste, know that you are good, that those distractions are removed in Jesus' name. Father, we love you. We thank you that you want to have a relationship with each and every one of us. We want to honor that and we want to give you more of our time to experience you all throughout our day, all throughout our life. So Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. We ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen.